Welcome to the Hope Community Church Podcast. We're so grateful that you're here with us today. We pray that these messages encourage you, inspire you, and give you hope. Whether you are in your car, at your house, or your job, we hope you enjoy these messages. Good morning, Hope Community Church. Uh, This is a little bit different church service than what we're used to, but we are in West Virginia, and sometimes stuff falls from the sky and clogs the roads up. So out of an abundance of caution this morning, uh, we've chosen to do church online. It is raining and sleeting and uh, ice forming everywhere. And so here we are. So if you don't know, my name is Chris Jones. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Community Church. And we had planned this morning to, um, to do something neat I like looking back and counting things and seeing God's faithfulness every year. So we're going to do that in just a moment and talk about the faith of a church and, um, and look at those things. First of all, I want to uh, let you know about a couple things. Um, there's a couple uh, important things coming up. Uh, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting uh, every year, and we call it the Daniel Fast. Is modeled after a, a type of fast Daniel did. And so January 23rd, we're going to kick that off as a church, and we're going to fast together. So I'm encouraging you, however you're going to do this, to plan for it. Uh, There's some resources online on uh, Hope Community Church Facebook page and and the website to to find out about how to fast if you've never done this before. And some of you that already have maybe some some, uh, pro tips as far as uh, how to draw closer to God during this season. That is our goal here, is to draw closer to him and see him glorified in our lives. So January 23rd, we're going to kick off Daniel Fast and go through three weeks of that, 21 days, and we're going to break the fast on Super Bowl Sunday, which is a cool thing, and, um, and we're looking forward to doing that together as a church. Another thing you can uh, sign up for, actually right now, you can go to the phone app, uh, Hope Community Church app on your phone, or you can go to the website. And you can sign up for Connect Groups. And our winter session of Connect Groups is uh, getting ready to kick off in January. And I'm looking forward to this. This is a time where we can grow, become closer, and, uh, and just get to know each other even better. And so uh, you'll find me in a Connect Group, and I encourage you to do the same thing. And then one other announcement uh, before we move on. There is a Spain trip that's happening in April, a mission trip to Spain. And um, me and my wife are going on it and a few others. And so there's spots available and travel is still looking good right now. And so I encourage you to look at your schedule and, and see if, um, say a prayer, ask God if he's directing you to go that route and uh, sign up to go to Spain. And, um, and you can find the details on the, um, on the app or on the website and you can sign up there. So we're excited about what God is doing. And I'm excited uh, they have an online church, and I'm looking forward uh, to hearing back. I want to ask you to do something this morning. If you're part of the online church, or if you're watching online, why don't you just send a message? Um, we are finding out, I'm going to tell you uh, here in a few minutes, about how far and wide the online community reaches, and how far and wide the, um, uh, the downloads are, and it's just extraordinary. And so I'd like to hear from you. You either, if you're on the, uh, watching live right now, you can go in the chat and, and uh, let us know where you're from. 
Or if you're watching this on the podcast download, you can go to mail, uh, send an email to mail at myhc.church and let us know where you're watching from on podcast. We'd love to hear from you and love to know how God is impacting your life uh, through this broadcast. It's exciting uh, to be a part of a church that's actually everywhere. And I want to give a couple shout outs this morning. Uh, Fort Detrick Fire Department, I know in uh, weather like this, they're doing uh, good work and they're tuning in with us. Mountaineer Recovery Center there in Martinsburg and then uh, the Healing Center in Clarksburg, West Virginia is tuning in with us this morning and a friend of mine is with them and I want to give them a shout out today uh, in Clarksburg. It's good to have you with us. Also, uh, to all those watching in Berkeley Springs, we got a wonderful church in Berkeley Springs. I want to say uh, sorry we couldn't have church this morning, but, but um, it's good to be with you anyway. I'm going to take the next few minutes. I like looking back and counting things uh, from the previous year. I like to find out if I grew or not, if, uh, if, if things in my life have changed, and I like doing that with the church to see how God's faithfulness has guided us through a whole year and what he's accomplished through us. If I had a title for today, it would be corporate faith. Because I believe that together, the church as a whole is more capable of, of doing an amazing things than, than just us alone. And God set it up that way that we'd be together. Matter of fact, uh, the writer of Hebrews warns us not to stop being together, but to continue as the end draws near. And so, so the, our ability together is is compounded, it's exponential versus our ability uh, as an individual. And so I'm gonna go over some things that, that maybe you've been a part of this year or maybe, uh, or maybe you're tuning in for the first time and hearing God's faithfulness. But I wanna, I wanna read down through some things that happened this year uh, through Hope Community Church, through you, through your volunteering, through your prayer, uh, through your giving. This happened because we're a church, because we're together. And I want to read you some things. So first and foremost, we baptized 46 people this year. I think that's amazing. Uh, if you've been attending or watching online any length of time, you know that we don't, uh, we don't do invitations on Sunday morning as far as people raising their hands. We count baptisms. If you're willing to get in the tank and be baptized, make a public profession of faith, we think that's a big step. So we baptized 46 people this year uh, in different baptism uh, celebrations over the year, and that was an exciting time, and, and people were freed from drug addiction, uh, all kinds of stuff, and, and I'm so thankful for that, thankful for the teams that put those on. Our online church grew this year. In podcasts alone, we had 45,273 podcasts. Now, I know, I know for a big podcaster, that might not be a big deal, but we're a church in Hedgesville, West Virginia. And so that was a big deal. And then we found out 46 different countries downloaded that podcast. All over the world downloaded that podcast and heard the good news of, of the gospel. So we measured it. Compared to 2019, uh, when everything was pretty normal, that was a 54% increase over 2019. Uh, so it grew by half again uh, this year. Um, and so we're really thankful for that. Missions is a huge deal here at Hope Community Church. We, we talk about going far and wide, as far and wide as God will send us. So missions is a huge deal. At Hope Community Church, Laura Lucher heads up our, our executive team missions department. And, and 
it's just grew like crazy in 2021. Uh, in 2020, uh, we gave 78, almost $79,000 to missions. That was a big deal. We're supporting 32 missionaries. We brought five new missionaries on this year to support. Uh, we had two foreign missions trips, uh, one stateside missions trip. So we actually did a virtual missions trip at the beginning of the year uh, when COVID was still uh, locking some things down. And then we, we shipped 100 uh, to over 100 prisons, Life on the Verge uh, packs called the uh, Good Infection. And so Mark and Susan Mason, who run Life on the Verge, uh, have put put together these uh, packs for for uh, prisons that that can't have outside people come in yet, and and so uh, our church took over uh, making sure those things get mailed out. So over a hundred prisons got packages this year, uh, different times of the year. Uh, you guys helped uh, drill a well in Africa. Uh, you partnered with Life on the Verge, which I already said. You partnered with a, uh, some dear friends of ours. Jack and Sheila Harper from Save One, and then uh, also a ministry uh, right out of Hope Community Church called One at the Well uh, you partnered with. Um, in total, uh, you gave $134,000 to missions uh, this year in different, uh, in different things. That's a 70% increase uh, over 2020. Um, so 2021 was an unbelievable year for missions. I don't want to forget Berkeley Springs, our church in Berkeley Springs in this, because they did some things in Berkeley Springs that were amazing. They gave away $2,000 in gas one morning, one Saturday morning at a local gas station, gave away free ice cream in the park. There was a little thing they had called the Cocoa Crawl during Christmas in Berkeley Springs, and they played live music and gave away cocoa and popcorn. and um, Just a whole bunch of things. They sponsored the senior night uh, at the local high school there in Berkeley Springs. So this is an online church, but it's also a very local church. So at our two locations, um, just the gospel going out and ministering to people over and over and over again through missions. That's a super exciting thing. Jesus said that we were to go into all the world and make disciples of every nation, teaching them, to bap- teaching them everything he had commanded us. And so you're doing that. You're sending people, you're ministering to people locally. And as a result, the church grew uh, this past year, uh, even when COVID was still a big thing. And so um, we're super excited about that. I want to let you know this. The church numerically in Hedgesville and Berkeley Springs grew past uh, what it was in 2019, not 2020. Uh, When COVID was at its peak and nobody was coming to church, we grew past what it was in 2019. And so we give honor and praise to God for that. And um, and you're spreading the gospel in your towns. And that's a huge deal. And so we're thankful for all that God has done, all that you partnering uh, have done to make that happen. You volunteered in 2021. Um, In 2021, we had 92 volunteers scheduled between uh, our two locations, 264 volunteers total. There's 326 people in connect groups uh, over those three seasons between two churches. 138 training uh, courses completed. That's a big deal here. We love training people. And so if you volunteer here at Hope Community Church, we're going to make sure you get the training you need, make sure you get the resources you need. We're going to make sure you're appreciated. And so we're excited about, there's 138 training modules uh, completed 
by volunteers. So we're thankful for that. I've already mentioned Berkeley Springs like it wasn't a big deal, but in 2021, we started a church at the beginning of February when we still weren't sure about COVID, what was gonna happen if it was, things were gonna get locked back down, still weren't sure. In 2021, in February, we started a brand new church in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia at the high school there and made a huge donation to the high school with uh, sound equipment and lighting and, um, and partnered with them. But a new church started in 2021 and, uh, and I am super thankful for that. And I also left one thing out. I left one thing out, we also built the house. I mean, that might seem like a small thing to somebody, but that was a big thing for a church to do. So we built a house in 2021 as well. So missions, volunteering, all those things, starting a new church, and we built the house in Martinsburg. And so 2021 was an unbelievable year, unbelievable year. There was a, a gentleman by the name of Paul at our Hedgesville campus that gave a kidney away to his brother-in-law in 2021. The corporate church is doing amazing things. Also, um, a friend of mine named, uh, named Chris came in at the end of the year. He said, hey, just stop by a store. They were getting rid, of all, getting rid of all their Christmas trees displays, and I got them all. And do you know anybody that needs Christmas trees? And so he ran around the next week before Christmas and started giving Christmas trees away. And then I've, not, I've got another close friend uh, named Joe who uh, leads a team here, leads a ministry here, uh, at Hope Community Church in Hedgesville campus and said at the end of the year that, that his business with his friend was going to give away uh, something, give away some finances, some money to a family in need. And they gave away, they did a raffle, gave away $1,500. All the proceeds found a family whose house had burnt down right at the end of the year and blessed them. And I'm sure there's story after story after story after story of people that are part of Hope Community Church ministering the gospel to people all year. And that's what the church does. That's the corporate church. That we come together and our resources are together, our faith is together and we encourage each other and we accomplish more than we ever could on our own. And that's an amazing thing that, that God set it up that together we can always accomplish more than what we could do as an individual. And so that's why the church is so important. That's why when we come here on Sunday mornings or gather like this online, that we can encourage each other uh, with faith and with love, with understanding and with sympathy and empathy and all those things. We're a family, a church gathering together to glorify God and fulfill his purpose in our lives. So I want to talk about that for a second. Corporate faith. I'm going to read to you from Mark chapter 2 this morning, verses uh, 1 through 12. It says this, And when he returned to Capernaum, after some days it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together, so that there was no more room, not even at the door. As he was preaching the word to them, and they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. 
Now some of the scribes are sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you might know that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise up, pick up your bed, go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them. So they, they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw anything like this. Why don't you pray with me? Father, we thank you this morning for your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord, for a year that we could look back on and see full of faith, full of action, full of you being faithful to us and through us. That you created a body of people that would trust you and, and fulfill the call of God on their lives. Lord, we pray that we'd be better together than by ourselves. We pray that our faith would encourage each other in times of need. We pray, Lord, that it would be an inspiration to the people around us. And we pray, Lord, because we trusted you, Lord, that more people would come to know you. Lord, open your word to us today. Renew our hearts and minds. In Christ's name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Listen. Jesus had come back to Capernaum and was staying at Peter and Andrew's house. Now, houses those days wouldn't have had kitchens and, and uh, four bedrooms and a basement and a game room and anything like that. Probably would have been a one-room structure with some wood beams on the top of it, and, and they would have put thatch on the top of it with some, with some earth, and they would have worked it in there, and it would have prevented the rain from coming in, but it would have been a pretty much a flat roof on a, a little bit of a slope. And they would have either had a ladder up against it or, or some stone steps to go up to the top of it because you'd have to maintenance that roof every year. So the crowd finds out, finds out that Jesus, the locals find out that Jesus is over at Peter and Andrew's house. And he had been healing people, so... Uh, a crowd starts to grow around Peter's house. Matter of fact, not just around it, they filled the house up. Filled the house up, gathered around the house so as, so as to block the entrance of the building. So Jesus is inside the house, but he's not healing anybody, he's just teaching. He's, he's teaching about the kingdom of heaven. And so the whole place is packed. There's some scribes in there, and, and they're the they're the upper echelon of, of Jews at that, at that time. They've got, um, they're responsible for carrying things on. And so they're in there listening. And to this point, it doesn't say they've had any problem with what Jesus was saying. He's sitting in there teaching, the whole place is full. And there's no way you can get in the front door. At the same time, there's a paralyzed man who has four friends. And I don't know what the discussion looked like, but they also found out Jesus was at Peter's house. So the four guys decide, hey, listen, we'll carry you over there. Put you on a mat. The mat was probably um, straw stuffed in a, uh, some type of bag that he was on to, 
to, that he could get a little bit of comfort laying on the ground. He's, a, he's paralyzed. He can't do this on his own. So they, they decide, whether it was with his approval or not, they decide, we're picking you up and we're going to take you to Peter's house because Jesus is at Peter's house. They get there and they get there and, and the whole place is full to the point where they can't, they can't carry a guy, four of them can't carry a guy and push their way through the crowd into the house. So they got to come up with a plan B. It was like, it was like going to the DMV. It, it, it's like, I'm not, I may have to come up with a plan B today. I don't know if I'll be able to get in there. They decide we'll go up on the roof. We'll dig through the thatch, move it out of the way enough. And we'll lower you down inside the house. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. The story here, I don't know if the man on the mat protested or not. It wouldn't have mattered. If the four, if his four friends decided that was, that was what they were going to do for him, he had no choice in the matter. He was paralyzed. So whether he agreed with it or not, they haul him up on the roof, dig through the roof, and in the middle of Jesus' teaching, you can imagine the whole room being filled, people outside pushing to hear, and then all of a sudden the roof starts to, some commotion on the roof, the, the roof starts to separate, and they see four guys up there, and you can imagine a conversation happened. Jesus is, everybody stopped, everybody's looking up, and then the next thing you know, they're lowering this guy, this paraplegic, down right in front of Jesus. And Jesus' response is different than what anybody was expecting. He didn't say, what are you doing? He didn't say, how dare you interrupt? He didn't say, you're healed, get out of here so I can finish my sermon. He said, your faith, he said, you are healed, or you are, you are forgiven of your sins. Well, I don't think anybody was expecting that. Because in Jewish culture at that time, only God himself could absolve sin. Only God himself could forgive sin. Now here's Jesus. They think, okay, he's a good rabbi. He's a, he's a, he's a, a powerful teacher, but they don't believe he's God. They don't believe he's a son of God, but Jesus knew his place. He had the authority to forgive sin. So he says, your sins are forgiven. Now, nobody says anything. Everybody's sitting there at the spectacle and the scribes are thinking in their head, who does he think he is? Who does he think he is to forget, try to forgive this guy of his sins? Who does he think he is to even say those words out loud? God himself is the only one that can do this. Then, then, the, then Mark says, this is also found in Matthew and Luke. Mark records Jesus knew what they were thinking and answered them. And he looks up at him and he says, which do you think is harder? What do you think is harder, to forgive sins or heal somebody? Jesus knew that forgiving sins was way more difficult. He'd have to give his life up. He knew that forgiveness of sins was way more difficult than healing somebody. So he said, so that you know the Son of Man has the power to forgive sin, stand up and walk. And to the astonishment of everybody in the building and outside the building and probably everybody in the area, because I'm sure 
there was a cheer that went up after this. The, the paralyzed man who had just been lowered down through the roof stands up and walks out. I can't imagine that happening. That is an unbelievable, first of all, to be sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to him teach. But second of all, a guy being dropped through the roof, paralyzed, obviously paralyzed. And then he stands up and walks out. It says that everybody that was there was absolutely shell-shocked and amazed. And what happened? There's a couple things I want to talk to you this morning about corporate faith. I realize that not everybody in every season has a lot of faith. Faith for me is sometimes, sometimes seasonal, I'll be honest with you. In, in certain seasons, you seem to have more faith than others. In certain seasons, you need more faith than others. You can't just go off of the, well, I get up and say a little Bible verse or, or read a little portion of scripture, or say a little prayer. The need becomes greater and so the faith has to increase as well, but have you ever experienced a time where you didn't have enough faith for yourself? Where you were, you were in the middle of something extremely difficult. He said, I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. I don't know, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how, I don't even know how to trust God in this moment. I've realized sometimes you can't get there alone. Sometimes in your life, there's circumstances that you cannot get there by your own strength, by your own, by your own will. You can't wake up in the morning and have enough faith to do it. That was this man. This man woke up that morning and no matter what he did, no matter, no matter how much faith he had on his own, he was not getting to where Jesus was without four friends. He was not getting there without four guys picking up a mat and, and walking him however far it was to the house and then not giving up on him when the house was full. Not giving up when the, there's no way to get through the front door. Not giving up on him and saying, hey, hey man, we tried and, and it's not gonna happen. You can see he's in there. You can see salvation is in there. You can see healing is in there, but we just don't have enough to get you in. They said, we're gonna go the whole way. So nobody knows, there's, there's no recording whether it was this man asking for it or just the faith of his friends. But the faith of the five of them together got him down in front of Jesus. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. The combined faith of five people, the man laying on the mat and the four guys carrying him got him in front of Jesus. I'm telling you, if you live long enough, every person who has ever been to this church or listening to this sermon, every person, no matter what your status on earth is, no matter if you've got all the money you can ever imagine or if you've got no matter, no matter if you're no money, no matter if you've got perfect health or you're in bad health, it doesn't matter. At some point in time, every person will experience a season of paralysis. It just happens. It's like, a, it's like a phase in life. It's like a season where every 
person, everybody goes through a season where you feel paralyzed. I'm not saying you, might, you don't even have to be physically paralyzed. You're paralyzed in your heart, in your soul. You can't think, you can't think straight. That the stress has come on so bad that you just can't figure out what to do. You just can't make it happen on your own. And the natural thing to do during those periods of time is isolate yourself. And I can tell you right now, if you're listening to my voice and you are feeling paralyzed, isolation is the last thing you want to do. It's a death sentence. It's, 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 it will cause per, more paralysis. It will cause more sickness if you isolate yourself. The story of the man who gets dropped down through the roof and healed is a story of community. It's a story of corporate faith. It's a story of we could do more together than, than by ourselves. That man left to himself would have laid wherever he was and not been healed. But because there was a corporate faith, there was people around, he was healed. Matter of fact, James even talks about it, the importance for corporate faith. In James chapter five, verse 16, it says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. James is saying, way after, way after this account we're reading, James is saying to the, to the early church, hey, listen, you're better praying for each other. You're better confessing your sins to each other. You're better in a group of people living out life because if you don't have enough faith, the person you're praying with, the person who's praying for you may have enough faith to see you through this. So I'm telling you, I've had seasons in my life where I could not figure it out. And I pride myself on being able to fix stuff, being able to figure stuff out, being able to intuitively look at things and figure out what's wrong with them, to have a, to have a big picture mindset to see, oh, we need to fix this over here and this. I pride myself in that. I've had seasons in my life where I could not see the faithfulness of God. I could not see a way out. I could not see a fix for it. I was paralyzed, emotionally paralyzed, mentally paralyzed, until somebody else in the body of Christ pointed out how faithful God had been to me. I couldn't see it. All I could see was how bad things were going and how things, and how things couldn't work out and wouldn't work out. And it was always going to be this way. And I sat in front of somebody and they, say, they said, Chris, I want, I want to ask you a couple questions about how your life has been going. And at the end of the conversation, he said, has God been faithful to you? And I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. But it wasn't my faith that got me there. It was his faith, knowing that he knew that in spite of all that was going on in my life, he knew that God had been faithful to me. He had no doubt. And so that day was a turning point in my life because he pointed out, God has still been faithful to you. It's like he dropped me right down in front of Jesus. I couldn't get there on my own. I couldn't figure out in my head how to, how to contemplate the faithfulness of God at that time, but he could. And he walked, he actually walked, me and my wife walked us right down in front of Jesus. I don't know if he had to dig a hole through the roof or not, but he was able to drop us, boom, right down in front of him. And it changed the trajectory of what we were doing, how we were thinking, what could be accomplished. Let me also say this. Some of you are walking through things right now that you may be embarrassed about. Stop it. Stop being embarrassed. I figured out if Satan can keep us embarrassed about our sin or our problems or our illnesses 
or our downfalls, he can keep us isolated. Now, I don't know about you, but being a paralytic dropped down from a roof in the middle of a, of a sermon might seem a little embarrassing, but it was his pathway to be healed. It was his pathway to be forgiven. And I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it. Stop being embarrassed. Find somebody who has faith in the body of Christ that can, that can say, there is no shame in this. There's no condemnation here. We believe for you and we're believing in you and we're believing that God's purpose is still true in your life. Stop being embarrassed by it. Some of you, including myself, get embarrassed when people try to help you. So I don't need help. I don't need help. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And it's embarrassing that you need help. Stop it. Stop being embarrassed by getting help. Let people make a fuss over you. It's what the body of Christ does. We pray for each other. It does us no good to keep whatever's going on a secret and not let other people make a fuss over us. Let people pray for you. The definition, Chris's definition of intercession, intercession is this. Other people making a fuss over you to God. I don't know if you say that from where you're from, but we say that in West Virginia. Make a fuss over it. Let people pray for you if you can't pray. Let people carry you if you can't walk. Let people pray for you if you can't pray. Listen, there's something to be said for a person and their friends who are desperate enough to dig a hole in a roof during a sermon. I'm gonna tell you something. If you're part of Hope Community Church, there's people here that will climb to a roof, dig a hole in it for you and drop you down in front of Jesus. You can only get that in a church. You can only get that in a corporate faith setting where you may not have the capability to get there on your own, but there are people around you that will gather you up, gather your things up, gather your family up and do whatever it takes to get you where you need to be, to get you in front of the Savior. Corporate faith is a faith that works every time. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. He saw their faith and it worked. He saw their faith. Paul wrote this to the Romans in chapter one, verse 11 and 12. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. Paul says, I want to come to you to give you something. I'm not coming to take anything. I'm coming to give you something. I want to impart to you. But then he says this, that is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So he's saying the act of us being together, the act of us being in the body of Christ, a family, a church, causes us to be encouraged by each other. Your faith encourages me, my faith encourages you. So in a season, in a season where, where you can't muster up enough faith, maybe I can encourage you. In a season where I'm struggling, you can encourage me. And that's the way the body of Christ works. Corporate faith works. And if you can't get there, the body of Christ rises up and gets you there. Paul says this to the Romans, we can be an encouragement to each other. We can build each other's faith by being in each other's presence. I want to let you know this, Hope Community Church, we're a body that protects and promotes each other. We protect each other. We promote each other. We pray for each other. We care about each other. 
carry each other up on top of roofs and drop them down in front of Jesus. It's what the body does. The body protects itself. The body does not eat itself. It protects itself. And if I could get that through to the global church, to the big church, there's so many churches fighting and the church protects itself. The body always, if my, if my finger hurts, it tells my brain and my body goes into a protection mode. If, it, if I get a cut, my body works to seal it up. It doesn't, it doesn't just cut off the blood flow to my finger. No, it, it protects it. My eyelids protect my eyes. My, my, my hands can protect my face. My body is built to protect itself. If I, get a, if I get sick, it's designed to protect itself. And so you may be sitting there this morning thinking, man, I, I'm sick. I don't know what to do. I'm, uh, I'm emotionally hurt. I don't know what to do. The body of Christ is designed to protect itself. Let somebody know. Let somebody know this morning. Maybe you download this on a podcast. Let somebody know. Let somebody know that part of the body is hurting. And the body will protect it. The body will take it in and, and, and help it heal. The body is designed to do that. There's no more important part of the body. If any of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. How, how, how is it possible that you can stub your toe and feel like your whole world is collapsing? That's because the toe is important. And corporate faith is when the body wraps itself around the part that's hurting and sees it healed. Corporate faith is the part that's, is the the faith that sees part of the body not being able to accomplish what it's designed to do and wrap its arms around it and say, no, you know what? We're gonna help you make that happen. If you're part of Hope Community Church this morning, I wanna say 2021 was a part, was a year where corporate faith worked take care of each other's needs. Mourn when people are mourning. Celebrate when people are celebrating. And pray when people can't pray. When they don't have enough faith to pray, the church prays for them. When they don't have enough trust or or faith, the church can have faith for them. That's why it's so important for you to be part of that family. Paul ends up writing this in his first letters to the Corinthians, explaining the body of Christ. He says, for just as the body is one, it has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves, free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? The whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again of the... The head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And on our unrepresent, unpresentable parts, we treat with greater modesty. 
which are more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Paul's writing that to the church in Rome. And he's saying, listen, the corporate faith works. Being in a church works. Being part of a body that cares for you works. We just read a story about four guys who had enough faith to pick up a paralyzed man on a mat. Not only take him to Jesus, but cut a hole through a roof. Dig a hole through somebody else's roof. Yeah, it could be repaired. It might not have been that big a deal, but it sure did interrupt a good teaching. Dropped him down and saw him forgiven and healed. That's my prayer for you this morning. If you're in a circumstance today that you're paralyzed emotionally, if you're in a circumstance this morning where you're paralyzed physically, where, where, where maybe... Maybe you just can't figure out the season of your life. My prayer is that you would let the church have faith for you. That you would let the people around you, the people of Hope Community Church have faith for you and pray through for you and deliver you right to the foot of Jesus to be healed. So somebody can show you how faithful God has been in your life. We just look back on 2021, it was a great year. It was a great year as a corporate church, but maybe you're struggling. And in a good body, the foot or the hand or the eye or the mouth can't struggle without every other part of the body knowing about it. It's my commitment to you this year. We wanna protect you as a church. We wanna pray for you as a church. We wanna promote you as a church. If you're suffering, we're gonna suffer with you. If you're celebrating, we're gonna celebrate with you. But don't do it alone. Don't just lay on a mat and lay there because you haven't told anybody. My prayer, I'm asking you as a pastor, let us know. Let us know if you're struggling. Let us know if you're hurting. The body, the body wants to do what it wants to do. It wants to protect and heal. So we want to pray for you. The church wants to come together and move you towards Jesus this year. Move you towards faith. Move you towards him touching you. And I believe it can happen. So why don't you do that? If you have a need this morning, why don't you put it in the chat? If you want to, you can do a private chat uh, so nobody else can see it. Let us know this morning, wherever you're from, wherever you are. We want to pray with you. If you're watching this on a podcast later on, why don't you send us an email at mail at myhc.church. Let us know. The church wants to carry you to Jesus if you can't go yourself. I wanna pray with you this morning. I wanna thank God for you and I wanna pray that you move closer to him. I wanna pray that the church can help you move closer to him this year and that it be a year full of faith and full of you God seeing, you seeing God move on your behalf, amen? I wanna pray with you right now. Father, we thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you for stories like this where, where if we don't have enough faith, we see how people around us can come and help. I pray, Lord, that what you did in and through this church in 2021 would be a catalyst for us to trust you more, even more 
in this coming year. God, I pray that with with the people who are full of faith, Lord, that we'd wrap our arms around those who are struggling and we'd carry them to you. I pray for the person with addiction this morning, Lord, that the church would carry them to healing. I pray that with people struggling with depression right now, that the church would carry them to healing. I pray that with people that have illnesses in their body, that we, the church together could carry them to healing. I pray, Lord, that 2022 will be marked by a church full of faith who carried people closer to you. God, we thank you for it. I pray, Lord, that as, as the prayer requests come in, as the needs come in, Lord, Lord, that the church would rise up and find faith. Lord, we pray that you'd receive the glory and honor, that you'd be made famous because of what you've done in and through your church, in and through your people, in and through your body. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank you for your time today. We hope you have grown closer to Jesus Christ through this message. If you found it helpful, share the message. Share it with your friends and your family. And with your help, we can take the gospel far and wide.